Welcome, welcome. This is Marty Swiper. Welcome to another edition of Perspective Transformation Radio, a number one ranked and featured blog talk radio show celebrating our 10th anniversary now in 2019 with a global listenership of over 185,000. I like to say of the women who are rocking the 20% of the 80-20 rule. It's a joy to be with you today. I am Marnie Sleberg, and we're going to dig into some aha moments with our guest in just a few minutes. Today's feature is uh, microfunding for women, businesses, in impoverished nations. We'll be talking more about that at the end, and our guest today is Sarah Jane Neeson. Sarah Jane is the founder of Christian Women in Business Australia and the Automation Girls. She's on a mission to help women in business understand how faith and business can be connected together. And you can learn more about her at um, both ChristianWomenInBusiness.au as well as TheAutomationGirl.com. Sarah Jean is originally from the UK. She's been living in Australia for 10 years and is married with no kids uh, or, or fur babies, no fur babies either. She does have a mountain bike, and she has some climbing gear, and she loves to uh, be outdoors with her husband. We're going to bring Sarah Jean on in just a few seconds. Welcome to you. Welcome to you, Sarah Jean. It's so exciting to have you here. Thank you for having me. Hi, and you're all the way from Australia, and so we are mid-afternoon here. What time is it for you? It is 10 to 10 in the morning. In the morning, and... You were telling me it's hotter than blazes there. Yeah, so we're having like a major heat wave here at the minute. And uh, if anyone's listening from Australia, it is uh, 48 degrees in Western Sydney. And for those who are listening in the USA, that is 118 Fahrenheit. So it is so hot here at the minute. Oh my goodness. So we're all sleep deprived. We don't know what day it is. So if you slur your words, we'll know what's going on. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness! So you have you have two really cool um, things going on online that I know about, and I'm sure there's other things that you have going on in your life that I don't know about. But I know you have two things. One is the automationgirl.com, which I think is such a cool website URL and a great idea. And then the other one is ChristianWomenInBusiness.com.au for Australia. And so I want you to just start with the automation girl and just give us a little bit kind of of a, how did you start that? Like, what was your, um, what was your motivation to launch automation girl? Well, it was actually completely accidental. Um, I actually started off in property investing and then somehow came across, um, digital marketing. Um, and so I basically just learned everything I could about digital marketing. And it actually originally was launched as the digital project manager. Uh, mm-hmm. And this story kind of uh, melts into one for both businesses. Um, and so I started to just help businesses with email automations um, and learning about websites and um, different ways you can market online basically. Uh, but then I got kind of a passion of how to um, automate those things as well, because it's better to be smarter, uh, but without losing a human touch and without um, caring for your, your clients or customers as well. Um, and then out of that, I started to do a little bit of mentoring. Um, and I, I was a Christian at this stage, but I didn't kind of promote heavily that, you know, I'm a Christian mentor or anything like that. Uh, but I felt on my heart that I really needed to bring God into the center and have him at the forefront. Um, and so I decided with my mentoring that I was actually going to change the marketing and uh, bring God into it. Uh, and so from that, I started posting things on Instagram that kind of tied garden with business and so this lovely lady contacted me from Melbourne and was like oh my gosh another Christian woman in business like we have to meet and chat Um, and so we did we met on Skype Uh, we just completely clicked it like we were sisters and we just reconnected Uh, and so our, our relationship grew and 
we were supporting each other through our businesses and we were like, where are all the other Christian women out there? Like, why can't we find any? (laughs) Um, And so we searched and we were like, well, there's no central place for anyone to kind of just all come to get together. And Meg was like, well, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we kind of made our own? I was like, maybe it would be cool if we made our own. Um, and so we kind of started to dream and um, I was probably needed a lot more convincing than Megan did. Um, she's a, a very creative, beautiful mind that can see things visually. Um, I'm the doer who's like, okay, here's an idea. How do we make that happen? Um, and so after about six months of kind of praying and toying with the idea, I kind of said, okay, God, let's do this. So I went online to see if Christian Women in Business domain was free, and it was. I was like, okay, well, this is a sign. Um, And so I bought it, uh, and I let Megs know, and she was like, so are we doing this? I'm like, okay, let's do it. And so she was like, right, don't worry about any of your branding or website design or anything like that. I'm going to take care of it all. So she, like, ultimately just bought the brand life together of, CWIB and what it is Um, and then I kind of did the marketing and you know made sure that we were all ready to go and then as we were getting ready to launch I'm sat there thinking to God or talking to him I'm like oh well if we're going to do this God we're going to need to launch it Um, and so like the next day someone messaged me on Facebook going SJ we need to chat I was like okay So I met with this lady and she was like, look, I've been wanting to do a Christian women conference for business owners. I was going to do it in November, but God's given, God's told me to move it to February. What day are you thinking about launching CWIB? And so I kind of said, oh, you know, the 11th of February. She was like, that's the date God's given me to do the conference. Do you want to come and launch it? I was like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) sure. God just illustrated everything so beautifully. Uh, uh, I guess it's his. It's his. He's finding women from all kinds of different businesses. He's uniting Mm. us all together. Um, And so that was almost two years ago now. Can you believe it or not? And from Mm. that, I got incredibly busy. (laughs) And so I was like, I don't know if I can manage like the digital project manager and uh, CWIB at the same time. Uh, And so I kind of just put. Uh, the digital stuff just on the back burner for a bit um, and kind of just really focused on building CWIB because we kind of went from I guess nothing to having a podcast show we've got a digital magazine we've got the membership uh, we do conferences we have monthly events so it has oh now we've got an app too so it's kind of like we've just so developed this um, movement over two years and then last March I think it was God kind of just, people started asking me questions. They were like, SJ, how do you even do all this stuff you've just done? Um, and how do you make it work? Like, how does all this stuff work together? Uh, and so I was like, okay, God, well, people are starting to ask me the same kind of questions again as they did, you know, three years ago or whatever. Um, like, maybe it's time to do something. And then the automation girl just popped up into my head. I was like, well, that fits perfectly with everything so oh, and I did the same thing again went online went to see if the automation girl domain was free it was I was like sweet <laughs> I'll do that uh, because a lot of the digital project management uh, finance went straight into building CWIB and, and now it's self-sufficient so now I'm like we're financed like we're okay uh, but you know if I can make extra for me then you know, that's cool. I can support my family and stuff. So people started asking me questions. I had value that I could give them. The automation girl was free. So it all kind of came together beautifully again. And so um, I launched the automation girl and that's basically helping business owners. um, Oh, look, we do lots of different things from human help to setting up software. We can help people set up podcasts, run their podcasts. Uh, if you're looking at setting up a membership site, um, we can do that too. There's also like your productivity. So 
how can we streamline systems and make them work better for you so uh, you're getting better return on your money that you're investing in the time that you're investing because I think time is almost a more precious commodity now than money is for business owners um, so just helping them get their time back I'm not a fan of automating everything and I don't promote that um, I think that's kind of a farce that you know this dream that's been passed around but we're more about how can we contact your clients at the right time with what they need with great value and help them um, and in return you will see an investment through that so it's kind of a holistic approach for business owners and so yeah now I'm back to managing Christian Women in Business and the Automation Girl and God has <laughs> managed to balance them out okay for now um i've got an amazing team behind me and i could not have done any of it without them um and i love them dearly and if you're listening to the show thank you for all the work that you put in and <laughs> being behind the vision and mission because it like all of cwib is just a machine and the cogs need to keep turning for it to keep going and Without all those different cogs and bits and pieces, it wouldn't be moving and we wouldn't be creating this massive movement for God. So, yeah, it's amazing. And, of course, God, like, hello. Yeah, so in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's so great. And one of the things you mentioned was that you started, you started your um, digital project or automation girl because people kept asking you the question. And, and that, that is a lot of how God's moved me around through the years people just start asking and it's not just one person it's like all of a sudden it seems like yeah. everybody wants to know the answer to this question or how to do this thing and it's just such a great thing that that God can communicate to us and help us to understand what to do and when to do it so that's cool well you have come prepared to share some of your favorite aha moments with God and so we're going to dive right into that now the more time you spend with God, the more the Holy Spirit will show you his kingdom. I love this about the time, spending time with God, because this is the whole, you know, out of everything that he gave us, even if we were in a pit and we didn't have anything, we didn't have our Bible, we didn't have anything, we would still have time. Um, it's the one thing that we have, that we own, that we get to decide about, and uh, so tell us where this came from. Where did you begin to understand this principle? Oh, it's basically been to, um, so <clears throat> I decided a few years ago that I was going to spend a dedicated amount of time with God a week. Um, and it wasn't just reading a devotional or following someone else's thing. I actually just completely wanted to get rid of every influence I wanted to start back at neutral and I was so hungry to just get into God's word and I wanted to hear it from him right so I basically just decided that um, each Friday morning um, I was going to spend one to three hours reading my bible and learning from it uh, and so I picked different topics to study um, and I've kind of moved away from the topic thing now and are just reading books as a whole in the Bible. But from that, God has taught me and has completely opened my eyes up to his kingdom just by being there, like you say, dedicating your time um, and, and reading and asking questions, asking the Holy Spirit, hey, you tell us to knock and it says in your words that if we seek and knock and ask for more of your Holy Spirit, God, you will give it to us. And so I've been asking God that question, please, God, share with me more of your Holy Spirit. Share with me more of your kingdom. Open up my eyes to see things how you see them. And so as I've been reading, God's just taken me on this amazing journey. Luke, oh my gosh, Luke, what a book. Um, and I just love it. And then we've been going through acts and I've been like, holy smoking cowboys. This is like watching a movie while you're reading it. It's amazing to see how the Holy Spirit works, how he came about and how he's been there from the beginning with Jesus and how he's worked through the Old Testament and kind of come through to where we are today. And just his power, it's just mind blowing. So just like you said, 
the time, spending time. And when you don't have anything else, that is the one thing you can do. But the more you get into the word, oh my gosh, the more you just begin to see things from a different eyes. And I can't remember where it is in the Bible, but it's where uh, Paul is basically telling us to renew our minds to see them like God. And that's exactly what's been happening. And it's been phenomenal. So that's where that came from. <laughs> that is so cool. It reminds me of um, Revelation 3 verse 20. It's Jesus standing at the door and he's knocking and he's saying, can I come in and step with you? And you with me and he's talking to believers there but he's really standing at the door of our heart he's saying okay you're thinking about this from your own perspective here but can i come in and just shed some light on this from my perspective and so i love this um where you've got where you've got this dedicated time to do it and then of course we can also do it just in the moments as we're going along I do this a lot when i'm frustrated or confused i'm like okay god talk to me about this from your perspective and it's all built on the groundwork of spending those alone times with him in the word. I mean, that's, that's like the foundation that allows us to have a flowing relationship with Christ in our everyday moments. I just love that. Yeah, it's precious. It's precious time. And the way that he opens your eyes, he'll do it in a time where you'll get it. And you'll begin to read passages in the bible that you've never seen in there before literally because god explains in there that you know i'll be opening up the more you ask the more i'll show the more i'm going to open up the secrets uh, and jesus said to the disciples you know i'm going to be saying things in parables those who don't know me won't have an idea about what they're they're on about but you're going to need my holy spirit and he's going to be opening and unlocking these secrets and you'll just read stuff. Like I was reading, just a quick example. I was reading um, in Luke the section where Jesus uh, was going to be resurrected. Um, and then somehow I ended up at Matthew in that. And in Matthew, I read about how the dead bodies will rise in their tombs. Um, and I was just like, what? Hold the phone. <laughs> so you're telling me that these disciples are not only going to see their saviour die, right? It's going to be a horrific death. Jesus does that for us. He's got his Holy Spirit. like He's like strengthening the Holy Spirit so he can make it all the way through this really traumatic time. And then when he dies, he comes back to life. Not only are you going to see Jesus, you're going to see dead people rising from their graves. I mean, that is a really terrifying time to be around. There's going to be earthquakes, the temple's going to fall, and there's going to be zombies. I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just sat there going, I've never seen that before. And uh, I was kind of like, that's the power of the Holy Spirit, mm. right? That is that power right there, that you will be resting in your grave. He can rise dead people, not just Jesus. Like, he has risen dead people. Like, this is not something that we should take lightly at all and or underestimate or just take for granted. I mean, mm. you and I have the inheritance of the Holy Spirit, this amazing being that is so powerful that it knocks people off their feet. It can lift people up and move them to a new location on the earth. Hello. And it brings up dead zombies when Jesus rises. <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> and you wouldn't grasp that until you spent that time mm. and connecting all these dots and going, wow, this just all makes sense now. I am in business for the long haul, and I trust God always. You know, I remember the first time that I had a thought that was similar to this. It, isn't, it wasn't the same thought, but it was a thought that was similar. And it was, um, my first book was coming out with St. Martin's Press, and I was being on TV shows and stuff like that. And I remember having the thought that, um, did I want to be a flash in the pan like somebody that was just really hot and really, you know, on everybody's mind for a little while, or did I want to be the person who would be there um, giving good information and good perspective and helping people transform their lives? Did I want to do that long term? And I remember it shifted how I behaved. Um, it shifted what my priorities were. Where did this one come 
for you? Where did you start thinking this way? Uh, I was actually reading a book. Um, oh, I can't remember what book it was now. And it triggered something about being, um, like you just said, do I want to be red hot in a frying pan uh, just for that season? Or do I want to build a great sustainable business uh, that will be there for people, like you say, for the long term? And so something came out of that book that just triggered me to kind of just sit on it for a little bit. And I just kind of thought about how business to build a, a really good solid business uh, generally takes, you know, your good five years and then from there 10 years to be absolutely great. And I was pondering with that. And then I was pondering with God and perseverance and how he takes us on a journey of learning, of discipline um, of love, of grace, of all those wonderful things. And so I kind of, as I was journaling or whatever it is I was writing, um, I just came about that thought that, you know what, I am in business for the long haul. And <laughs> to be in business for the long haul, I actually have to trust in God a mm -hmm. lot anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm just going to trust in him always. And it wasn't even a Christian book. Like I, I think it was a secular book that I was reading it from. And so as I was journaling it, I was just like, you know what, God, I'm in business for the long haul and I will trust in you always. Because what I've shared with you already about how CWIB came around and how the tag or the automation girl kind of process, I have had uh, nothing but had to trust in God. And he's done nothing but... Uh, provide resources, provide guidance, opened up doors. Uh, and so for me to be sustainable as well, uh, I'm not sure if we've recorded a podcast before this, so I'm not sure if it was in this podcast or the podcast <laughs> before, but um, we were talking about doing things in God's strength um, and, and picking up on that. And I think to be able to last for the long haul, you need that strength from God. You don't need to do it from yours. It's it's another step in faith, if you like, to then go, if we're in it for the long haul, here it is, God. I surrender it to you. I will do this through your strength, not my own. And then only you can be praised for it. Because we want all the glory to go to God, right? We want to do what we're doing so it shows how amazing he is. So if we take our hands off the steering wheel and let him in there, <laughs> we can't take any of the credit. It all goes to him. Yeah, I was just on a coaching call earlier this afternoon, and we were talking about that. Um, as you know, she was asking, you know, this this is so painful financially. This is so painful because I'm in this growing stage, and um, it's just hard to um, rest in in God. And it is. It, it's meant to build. It's meant to build faith, to build perseverance, to build dependence on God, and like you said to give him all the glory at the end. And that is the purpose of these challenges and trials. And what I like to, one of my favorite names for God is providence, which means that he goes ahead and prepares the way. So I like to think, okay, I'm confused today, or I don't have enough money today, or I can't see how this could work out today. But God has already gone ahead and he already knows the way. He's already planned it out. He has a path there. It's my job not to figure it all out, but to walk with him as he leads me through it and to just do the things that he's assigned to my account to do. Beautiful is never perfect. <laughs> I love that. And what I am picturing in my head is a field full of wildflowers and it's like insanely beautiful, but it is so chaotic. And it is, it, it is true that beautiful is never perfect. Absolutely. And I think like to let us fool ourselves with thinking that we could be anything close to perfect. We're just having ourselves on. So, and God made Jesus, right? So he could be that perfect one and save us from our imperfectness. And this quote kind of came from that fact that I think some of us 
uh, and myself included, I can totally be guilty with this, of thought, I need to have a perfect life and show this perfect thing on social media and look like I have it together all the time and all this stupid stuff in our heads that uh, comes from being a perfectionist. Uh, and then also I know that there are people out there that never even start something because it's not perfect to even launch it. And I, I kind of think, well, isn't that why God sent Jesus and don't we need Jesus to be the perfect one so he can be glorified if we were perfect we wouldn't meet jesus and he wouldn't have come and he wouldn't be who he is mm -hmm. um and uh, i am so thankful for what he did and where he came from and uh, my journey with god has taught me that the more vulnerable i am the more that i show my weaknesses and allow i guess women to see that and to explore it and to take them on that journey with me, the more he can show his amazingness, the more he can show his power, uh, and the more he can, like we mentioned before, be glorified. And um, let for me personally, letting go of that perfection has been extremely freeing. And knowing that in my imperfection, God will make it perfect for his perfect will, because his whole Bible is basically showing his perfect will right? Like that's it. My perfect will is to have a son who will come down. He will save you. He will bring you home. He will allow you to inherit your inheritance and so that I can have a relationship with you. And so allowing that to be a big part of your life for God to show. And now I don't mean that that means that you are any less or that you are, um, I don't know how to say it, not worthy or anything like that. But just thinking that if you are going into business or you're thinking about it or you've got an idea, it absolutely does not need to be perfect for you to go ahead and start because CWIB wasn't started from perfection and look what God did with it. We were just two passionate women that uh, said, God, we are your vessel, like users. Um, and he orchestrated everything. I was sat there going, hell, how am I going to launch this thing? And God was like, no worries, got it covered. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I think, about, I think about the process of publishing a book, for example. You have the author, and then you have the editors, and then you have the page setters, and then you have the cover production people, and then you have the marketers. And I mean, it's just, it's all kinds of people. The author if the author was like, I have to get this all perfect and do this all myself and have this all perfect, it would never happen. Oh, there would be no um, book. <laughs> yeah, there would be no book. At least there would be no good books. And um, so what happens though is that when we rest with the, when we rest into the process that God has given, I call body life, he really loves for us to be dependent on him, but also to be dependent on others. He doesn't really want us to do it all by ourselves. He wants us to work in collaboration with other people to um, bring about the fruit that he wants to grow through our lives. And sometimes, sometimes that's frustrating. Sometimes we just want to do it all ourselves and we want to get it all perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Conquer yourself and the rest is easy. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> I basically mean get over yourself. <laughs> Sit down, shut up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because, right, okay, let me give you an example, right? So say you're a husband and wife, okay? Let's bring the husbands into this. You're going out for a date. You've been married for a couple of years, so the honeymoon period's off. You might have even let yourself get a little bit comfortable in your own skin, right? So <laughs> the extra pound, so to speak, might have crept on a little bit. And you are deciding what to wear. And now I know a lot of blokes hate this part of date night because blokes work differently to girls. They're just like, I don't care what you wear. Like, I just want to go out with you and enjoy you. I mean, they care, but you know what I mean. When you might be sat there five outfits later going, nothing fits me anymore. I hate my life. Like, I can't wear anything for this date. And like god blessing my husband is very patient 
And sometimes he just says, I don't know the answer to that question. If I'm asking him one of those awkward, does this look good questions that they feel ultimate pressure of, however I answer this question, it's going to be wrong. So, <laughs> but I know deep down inside, what he's saying is, would you just get over yourself and just come out and do this with me? <laughs> and so basically that's what this quote is it's don't let your insecurities your self-doubt the whatever it is that you're feeling inside that's stopping you from doing what it is that you want to achieve in life whatever that is for you it doesn't necessarily need to be business it can be for your health it can be for your parenting it could be I don't know I'm just in a different random things here once you've kind of conquered yourself and conquered your mind and kind of gone actually you know what I'm going to go out on a date and really enjoy my husband and I'm just going to wear something that's comfortable that I know I can be confident in it doesn't have to be the little black dress or you know it's just about going you know what I am okay with who I am I am okay with having this fear I'm going to give that fear to God and I'm going to surrender it to him and once you kind of let that control go, let those feelings and emotions go, once you've acknowledged them, the rest literally is easy because you can just relax then and get on with whatever it is that you're wanting to do. So that quote is related to business owners because obviously our, our market is business women. But it can be completely related to anything that you're doing. So if you're thinking about, uh, you know, creating a more healthy body, for example, conquering yourself would be letting go of the insecurities of going to the gym for that first time, right? And going, okay, I can do this. No one's looking at me. They're all looking at what they're doing. I'm okay to go and walk into that gym and I'm going to be okay and I'm going to give it to you, God, and I hope that I can meet someone beautiful when I'm in there. So that's conquering yourself, getting over the fear and then going and doing it. And God will make the rest easy. He will be there with you. <laughs> I love that. And it segues right into the next one. To thrive in your own way takes courage. And this is so true. Um, it, it is hard to be different from other people. We all, I mean, we all long to be different in our own way, but at the same time, it takes a lot of courage to actually do it, to step out and not do it the same way as everybody else. Absolutely. And I think once we let go of the comparison and, you know, how's everyone else doing this? How's everyone else doing that? How's everyone else running their businesses? How are they marketing? How are they presenting themselves? God didn't make you to be like them. He doesn't want you to be them. He wants you to be you. I've had many a times where I've kind of gone, okay, so how is this person marketing them, themselves in this scenario? And then I've looked at them and then I've gone, okay, well, we can do something similar to that. And then I've gone to plan it and nothing works, right? Nothing works. <laughs> and um, God's just basically given me a big fat splurge on my face going are we really going down this avenue again like I've given you your own uniqueness your own voice your own way of doing things I've given he even gave us a marketing plan right and yet you still feel like you need to go off and do it how I've told these other people to do it I've told them to do it their way you do it the way I've given you and this will work and I've had times where I've gone and done it how I thought was the right way to do it or from someone else's way of doing it. And it's completely fell in its face. And then I've had times where God has just gone, do this and do it now. And I've gone and done it and I've done it now and it has exploded. Um, and so I want to encourage you today, the listener, to kind of take that courage and take that confidence in knowing, I know who I am in God. I know how... And when God talks to me, I actually don't need to fill my life with all this other stuff. Stick with what he's given me. Let go of that other stuff. Keep my life very simple, which is nice because often we're very hectic these days. And I'm going to take courage in that. So to thrive in your own way takes courage. That's where it comes from. Have the courage. Thrive in it. Love it. Embrace it. Make it 
your everything and rest in God as you do that. As a leader, we inspire people to take their own journey. Right, so there's the, there's the part where it takes a lot of courage to thrive in our own way and to conquer ourselves and to get going. And then there's the part where we go beyond that, where we're, we're now, um, we've conquered ourselves, we're moving forward, we're being our unique selves. And now someone else comes along, they have a unique way as well. They're maybe trying it to do it our way. And this leadership quote, I love it. Yeah, so this kind of com- this quote kind of comes with managing your own team, right? So you, you go through your business journey uh, and, and you, you do begin to start being a leader, whether you like it or not, or whether you realize mm-hmm. it or not, uh, you're a leader. And as, as a leader, it's our job to encourage and inspire others to take their own journey. And so what that might mean is there might come a time where they come to you and say, SJ, um, I no longer uh, want to work for CWIB anymore. I want to go and do this instead. And so being an inspirational leader and inspiring others to, to do what has been put on their heart to do, my response to that will then be, that is an absolutely fantastic opportunity I would love for you to go and do that. You have my blessings. And I want you to know that the door is always open if you want to come back. And so that then is inspiring them. It's empowering them. It's letting them go. It's releasing them and allowing them to step into their full potential of what God might have in in plan in mind for them. And if we kind of don't do that, like we could be taking a blessing away from someone else. and so I just kind of think, man, I would never want to be that leader that never stops someone from being who God needs them to be to help God fulfill his will. So it's about the release. It's about the empowerment and going, you go get him, Tiger. Like you were made to this. <laughs> right. And it's a difference between thinking that, you know, that there's only so much to go around or that there's enough that there's, there's plenty, that God is big enough to be able to um, handle uh, taking care of me and my needs and what he has for me to do and taking care of them and their needs and what he has for them to do. I, I work with um, authors and speakers and sometimes uh, I remember when I was writing my first book, I really had this going on in my head. I don't want anybody to see this because they're going to steal it and they're going to put it out there before I get to. And um, one time when I was doing the Bible study expo, one year, several years ago, we had the same Bible study book title by two different authors that had come out with two different publishing houses. And, you know, I mean, there's an 18 month turn on this. There was nobody stealing anything. It was just a message that God wanted to get out. And he gave it to two different authors from two completely different perspectives and wrote two books by the same title on the same topic, because that's how he gets his work done. And I think that there's this, with leadership, there's this place that we can stand, this really safe place where there's plenty, there's plenty for me and there's plenty for you. I don't have to like hide or shelter or control or hold back because I'm afraid that if I give you this, if I share this, if I tell you how to do that, somehow it's going to come back and hurt me. She stands tall for those who feel small. That is so beautiful. Where did that come from? Oh gosh, I can't remember where that came from now, but um, I can tell you why I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no, I do. Hang on. Let's start that again. So that comes from, we are getting ready to do our CWIB uh, community conference in February. And um, our God gave us the theme this year to be, who is she? Um, and so we are going off uh, with a spin. That I didn't really quite understand what that title was until maybe about halfway through last year in the book of Mm -hmm. Luke again. Um, And God kind of just showed me that our job for this conference is to show women who they are in God and what that means. Um, And so then we started exploring, okay, who is a Christian woman in business? Uh, There's the, the heritage side of, you know, our inheritance from God um, and all that kind of awesome stuff and then there's the who is she as a person as well and so I just started spooning off 
all of these things that who who a Christian woman in business is. And so one of those things is she stands tall for those who feel small. And what that means is uh, we're an advocate for those who don't have a voice or we help those that don't have a voice. We empower those that don't have a voice or that feel too small in themselves that they don't feel important enough or strong enough to have a voice or to feel tall enough, stand tall, if you get what I mean by that. So that is where that quote comes from. And, you know, there's so many ways we can be there for other women to help them grow to feel tall no matter how high they are and that might be like Kiva where we can influence and help women who are trying to make ends meet for their family by giving them a loan to um to buy whatever it is that they need to get started so they're the women that are kind of feeling like oh my gosh this is my last chance she's not feeling that tall at the minute for us to step beside her and go, actually, you know what? We want to give you that chance. Let's go through this together. Here's the money you need to do it. Uh, and that, that's just one example. There's lots of other ways. And I've seen it within our community where something absolutely terrible has happened to the women. Uh, they're feeling like they're at ends meet. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn. And that's why community is so powerful, where we've kind of, stood around that member who's feeling very small, very isolated, very hurt, and kind of gone, you know what? We're going to stand tall with you. We're going to help you come out of this with God's help, of course. Uh, but we're going to be there for you while you're feeling small, and we're going to build you up from there so you can stand back to feeling tall again. So that's where that quote comes from. I love it. I love it. It's so beautiful. And if you guys aren't familiar, um, what, what SJ just mentioned right there was Kiva, K-I-V-A, and that is a micro fund organization for small business women's um, entrepreneurial uh, endeavors. And, and I'm going to share a little bit more about that at the end of the show. So let's do one more. A pioneer in grace defies the odds again and again. That is an interesting concept. First of all, pioneer is um, a pretty pretty picturesque of something very specific. But then you use the word defies the odds again and again, and grace is the centerpiece. So tell us a little bit more about this quote. So this, this quote kind of stems from uh, Brian Houston's book, um, Live Lovely. Um, and I, I read, he wrote something in there about uh, pioneering and I just thought oh my gosh that makes so much sense for so many business owners out there because they are at the front foot of the ship right they're exploring new territories that no one has been there yet or they're taking on new ground new products and they're having to do that with boldness with confidence they're taking a risk. And so I believe that a kingdom business works completely different to an earthly business. And what sometimes doesn't make any sense on earth, God has a complete plan for it of how he's going to make that all work. And that is his grace, right? So as we're pioneering forward, Someone might, God might tell you, for example, to give $200,000 to someone. And you're like, what? $200,000? That's a crazy amount of money. Um, as you go, I have no idea why. I have no idea what this means. But I'm going to trust in God and the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to give that 200000 to that person. And then from that, suddenly there is 250000 in your bank account from products or from whatever it is. And so what might have not made sense on the accounts book to anyone who is a not crazy kingdom driven person, <laughs> um, you just go, what have you done? And God will go, I know exactly what I'm doing. Boom, boom. 
and he's got it all sorted out. And not only has he blessed the person that he needed to, he's blessed your business as well. So it's about going against the odds. It's about being that pioneer for God. It's about going to the places where people are scared. And I think that's where God's really using business owners, where he's really using the power and the, I guess, the character that a business owner brings to show again his amazingness, his grace, and how he does beat the odds again and again. And people just sat there, just scratching their head going, I've no idea how this works. But the fact is you don't need to understand. And that's the amazing beautifulness of it, right? <laughs> right. It's yeah, the upside down kingdom where, you know, his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. His, exactly. his far beyond. And like you say, you know, when something shouldn't work out and then it works out. And then sometimes I just look at it and I think, if I would have planned like for months or years, I could have never gotten that to work the way that just worked. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. A pioneer in grace defies the odds again and again. I'm thinking a little David with his five stones. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, a perfect example, right? Yeah. yeah. And God had been preparing David mm-hmm. in the field with his sheep. You know, mm-hmm. he's given him lions, bears, mm-hmm. uh, all, and that's the building the confidence bit, right? So mm-hmm. his main confidence building section was in that everyone just thought he was a poor shepherd boy, right? A poor mm-hmm. shepherd boy. He's never going to make anything. He's never going to do anything, you know, yada, yada, yada. And God's like, hello, while <laughs> you've been doing all this. Me and David have been playing with sheep and learning how to hunt. (laughs) And now I'm going to use him. And so, and what I love so much about David in that section Mm -hmm. is he looked after those sheep like no one else. He looked, Mm -hmm. and as a relation, he looked after his customers like nobody else. He looked Mm -hmm. after what God had given him with such grace and dignity that it just, stood out to me so much and I just love David for that and I've shared that before at a conference where God's given us our businesses he's given us our customers he's taken you on a journey of building your confidence and building you up all you need to do is just make sure you keep looking after those sheep that God's given you (laughs) going to start out the rest love that love that wow well this time has gone so fast SJ thank you for being here Oh, thank you for having me. And um, I hope that you have an absolute blessed day, listeners, wherever you are in the world. <laughs> yeah, and absolutely. And you guys want to be sure to go check out SJ's um, website, theautomationgirl.com, as well as www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. And the AU, of course, stands for Australia. SJ, blessings on you. Uh, continue to shine bright for Jesus, and uh, we're going to hear good things, good things from you again soon. Well, thanks for joining me today for another edition of Perspective Transformation, uh, transforming the world one perspective at a time. Today's focus is microphone through women's businesses in impoverished countries. So Kiva has sponsored 800,000 small businesses in 60 countries. Goldman Sachs is currently investing $1 billion into women in business. So why would you even think of investing into a microfund for women through my ministry? Um, And you can learn more about that at marnie.com. But the reasons are three that I can think of off the top of my head. So number one is that God uses all kinds of ways to get his work done. It's in my heart to partner with you and with others like you to help directly support indigenous ministries as they help women start small businesses. That's something that Kiva and Goldman Sachs can too, and it's something that God put on my heart to do. As I'm thinking about this, I'm just curious, has God put something on your heart to do that you feel like, oh, but people are already doing kind of the same thing. Why would I do my little teeny thing when there's these big things going? And the answer is because that's how God works. That's totally how God works. He chooses each of us and he grabs our heart and he says, will you do this with me? Will you do this little thing and I'll make it big? So 
when a ministry manages a micro fund, they get to select God-loving women into whom they invest. And these women are usually part of their church or fellowship, and they can tie back into that ministry. Also, as their business grows, they're able to hire uh, and train other women, sometimes young women, who are often also from that church community who also can tie back in. I mean, it's just a beautiful way to help grow and nourish an indigenous ministry. Another thing is that our dollars go way farther when uh, when they're used in another country. Um, and, uh, like a lot of businesses can be started in a, in a third world country or in an impoverished nation. A lot of businesses can be started with $50 or $500. Uh, here, you know, it, it, you would be very hard pressed to start a business for under $5,000 and usually it's 50000 or 500000 <laughs> So um, to be able to actually start, help a woman start a small business in a church body that's going to support her and help her. And the third thing is that the microphone loan is repaid interest-free in small monthly installments which are then re-released into another small business, another new business. So it's just such a win-win all the way around. Um, I get to go back to Africa this year and, and see some of the businesses that were started with funds that you guys gave a few years ago when I went. And I'm so excited to go see what they've done with this, what they've done with the money, how they've reinvested um, to grow from there. And I'll be reporting on that when I get back from there in the fall. Uh, so just wanted to invite you to partner with me in this in any other way. Uh, everything's over at Marnie.com. If you go to the top and you go store and more, underneath there, there's sponsorships that you can see and you can learn more about everything that I do there. Again, thanks so much for joining me today. I love sharing Wednesday afternoons with you or if you're listening at one of the syndicate stations or uh, at the archives at Stitcher or iTunes, thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and a great week. We'll see you next time on Marnie's Friends.